0: All right, we got four o'clock mass. Palm Sunday weekend. So let's keep this brief. <laughs> and I will be there. You just talk about the, the blue team rallying a little bit in the second half. Oh, I thought that I was a little disappointed with the play in the first half. Obviously, I set up the when I set up the teams personnel wise, you'd think that the blue team would have a decided decided advantage, which uh they did not show in the first half. Now, they did have some bad field position, but they got themselves in some long yardage situations. On top of that, that they couldn't couldn't convert on and didn't didn't run the ball great. I do know that statistically it looked okay, but they didn't run it a whole bunch. You know, Bourbon looked like he had had some you know had rushed the ball the first three times for about 30 yards. I mean, they had some yards there, but they just. Uh, had line of scrimmage, a couple of line of scrimmage penalties, and just didn't look in the flow in the first half. In the second half, I thought that you know they played you know much cleaner and and better and more more the way more the way we'd like to be playing. Is there? A, I mean, is there a halftime talk? Is there a halftime adjustment that goes into something like this? Did I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. I was. I talked right. to the TV and I talked to radio. I, I didn't. I let them, I let the coaches coach. Did the white team? Was there anyone on the white team offensive line that stood out? It seemed like they ran the ball pretty well. Or... Well, I mean, I, I alls I know is that we're running predominantly inside runs. So you have to look at the guys that are the guys that played inside had to play halfway decent because most of those runs were inside zone plays to Taylor that you know he'd start and he'd bounce it he'd bounce it out and there'd be a big hole off tackle. So you know you'd have to think that. You know, that's where the hole was almost every time, was a bounce-out, run-off tackle. And, you would know, have to think between a guard and a tackle. That's where the ball, all the balls were going. Montel's a fairly young guy and got yeah, some flashes today. Uh, how encouraged are you by his performance and how much growth are you seeing in him? Well, I'm, right now I'm really happy that we made the decision to play him last year. You know, that was not the easiest decision to make when you could have, you know, tried to save him. But uh, I'm glad that he's got – because he looks like a different player. You saw him stand in the pocket. You know, he showed poise. I mean, he was six for ten, but a couple of those incompletions were throwaways, you know, which that's a good thing too. You know, even an incomplete pass when nobody's open and it's a throwaway, that's good. And then everyone saw what, you know, what he could do with his feet. And actually, we have to encourage him more. Not so much on the, on the zone read where he kept the ball up the right sideline. But on, on drop-back pass when, you know, everyone is covered and there's a big hole, you know, I think that every time he pulls the ball down and, and, and goes with it, he, you know, he's a, he's a threat. Troy, does, does today's game impact the post-spring depth chart? Or is it a total package thing? No, I don't think, I don't think you can go by one day in one game. I mean, obviously, if you finished this day, I, I was most pleased. I was most pleased with with number two, but no, I'm just like you. I mean, I watched the same game you did. You know that. Uh, hey, I was I was pleased with some uh, some of the things that Michael Cummings did in the first half. No, I didn't see the 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 last drive. I don't know how they got down there to the, you know, to the thirty or whatever, because I was coming down the elevator at the time to get down there by, for the end of the game. But uh, I think that really that really I think you have different quarterbacks that can do different things, and by about midway through training camp, this this dust has to settle, because when you start practicing for the teams you're playing against, you you know you got to be ready to go. Like, are you gonna play two or are you gonna play one? If you're playing one, you're, are you gonna do ones? What are you gonna do with him? If you, who's to back up? What are you gonna do when he comes in the game? Or, or are you just gonna game plan both of them playing? Why isn't the dust just? Yet and you just go with Montana. Why should we tell the opponents that we're doing that? That makes no sense. It makes no practical sense. Because now every team that you're playing against, you sit there and say, the guy's number two, just gets ready for that the the things you're gonna do with number two. I mean well I'm saying that's that's the reason. You know that that's the reason. You know, when you get in a situation like that, look at Montel played better than everyone today, but that has not been a daily, every day. Montel has been better every day. Uh, getting back to the compilation of you know of 15 days, you can't go in the spring. That's that's a glorified scrimmage we just watched. You know that's what it is. So what you can't do is you can't make authoritative decisions just based off of that and go into the off season. And and with with that in mind, we have to be prepared to go and be prepared as a coaching staff to go either way. And when the dust settles, I think it'll be pretty clear. and you actually used less of your offense than you were in a closed practice, right? Since it was on ESPN three. Yeah. They t- I told them they can call whatever they want. You know, so they that's what they called. I mean, I didn't say you couldn't do anything. I mean, they both tried to reverses and. You know, they both try to throw the ball deep. I saw that out of both teams, but I mean, when a fifteen-minute running clock, that that clock goes fast. You know, and before you know it, you look up there and you know, eight seven minutes are gone already. You know, and you know it. it the game goes quick, which is the intent, <laughs> the intent for it to go <laughs> for it to go quick. Uh, Your yeah. opponents would see. Um, know what Reagan did at Rice and That's the right. quarterback run is part of it mm-hmm. they also see today's game on ESPN 3 mm-hmm. um, wouldn't they draw the assumption that the dust has already settled anyway? I don't think so no. You know, no I wouldn't think so I think that you know I think that when we start early in the year okay, when we start early in the year the teams that are preparing for us early in the year you know have there's really two mentalities two mentalities that will do. They have to get ready for John's offense, number one. But then from John's offense, uh, are they going to run this part of the offense or are they going to run that part of the offense or are they going to run the whole thing? And I think that part of that just isn't a quarterback competition. Part of that is how pick how fast we can get, you know, good precision on all the elements of the offense. That's the, that's the whole other element that, you know, that, that comes into play there. What the receivers did today pretty indicative of the spring they had. No yeah, I think that I uh, they've been catching the balls. As a matter of fact, in the last two weeks, I don't, I don't know, I don't know in the last two weeks if we've had five drop balls at the wide receiver position. I mean, there was two pra- The last two practices, I know there was one mm-hmm. each day. I, I, I know, because I read, You know, I feel that when I'm out of practice, I don't count them, but I feel it. But then I read the write-ups because they write up every practice and every every stat of every pass of to everyone on every day. And then I I study those things to make sure I know what the numbers are. How about powerly coach to Kazilli that play? Uh, as a matter of fact, I said in the locker room after the game is so we finally found a Bishop Miesh quarterback that can throw. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Yeah, I had some fun with that one. You know, you know Trey. Trey got on Montel pretty good. They're pretty close, by the way. As a matter of fact, they're roommates. Um, but that uh, not only was it a good pass, but he had a guy in his face when he threw it right there. I knew the play was coming. So you know, I'm sitting there watching. And I said, "Oh no! Oh yes! I mean, it's one of those. Oh no! Oh yes! You know, no, no, no. Yes. You know, we call that an Attaboy." You know when you, the play is not going to work, but then it does work. It turns into an out of play. But that wasn't the only catch Trizilly made. I mean, nope, he, had the, there. I, he must have. Well, he have three catches. Yeah, yeah. I thought. And he had. One down the sideline. Yeah, coming through too. I mean, and it, he was it, and he was whining about not not getting pi towards the end of the yeah, game right. on Dexter too, right? Yeah. Um, is that is that I mean, senior urgency maturity anything? Well, there? I think that you know he has less when you look at it right now, now we finally have a legitimate two deep. You know, we all know that the last two years, our, our passing game has basically been inept. But it's been inept for a number of reasons. Okay, you can, and you can point fingers wherever you want. It really is irrelevant. The bottom line is we've, we've, done, a, a, we've done a bad job of, of, of moving and scoring via the pass. And I, I think that... If, you, if we were, as an offensive staff, to say what position on the, t- on the team in the spring you know rose the most, it was, it was clearly the wide receiver position, clearly. What were you looking for out of Pearson today as he was wearing the non-contact jersey? I, well, I mean, remember now, you know we've had some days where he hasn't wore red jerseys and he's gotten banged around. But what I don't want to do is when we're going for 60 minutes out there, you know, take one of your premier offensive players and end the spring with him banging his head. Now, he had to get hit in the spring to let him know that he can get hit and not get a concussion, which that's happened. We've already gotten past that stage. So I had nothing to gain by doing that. Conversely, in the game, if the quarterbacks were wearing red, how many times did the quarterback end up having the ball in his hands? I mean, they didn't get hit that many times in a passing game. I mean, they got hit a few times. Were there any sacks in the game? I mean, so they they got hit a few times when they were throwing it, but it's more like what are they going to do when you're running the ball? You're going to take care of the football. You know, I think in Tony's case, I think that was just being smart. Charlie, you said there's still questions at this point. What are some of the most pressing ones that you see? Well, there's, there's two different types of questions. One is the competition. I mean, I thought Greg Allen stood out to me. You know, know, I haven't studied the game, but he stood out to me. So, I mean, he's pressing pressing to be one. He's he's been running a lot with the ones, and he's pressing to be one. I mean, the the competition at X. I mean, Justin McKay has been, in the last two weeks, you know, he's behind Rod over at X, but by about this much behind him. You know, so there's been – there's some guys – there's those type of questions, first of all. And then it's how much – how much, how fast and how much the offense are the, are the players going to be able to handle right off the bat and get ready to go? Um, I'm generally pleased with, the, with how much they've picked up. You know, I think that's more a question, you know, that down the road will be a John question, but I think that right now, I think that, that talking to the coaching staff, they're generally pleased from that. You know, defensively, I think that they have high expectations. And when you set high expectations, you've know, you got to back it up. You know, because hey, look it. I'm, I'm, I know more than anyone else. One and eleven, three and nine. I got it. I I got that figured out. Okay, so I think we're at the stage now. If we, I think this team has has a lot higher expectation uh, than than what we've what we've done in the last couple of years. Do you feel like the offensive line kind of reinforced the stability they've had at the spring? And what, I think that you saw that really the guys, the six guys that had played the most were the right tackle, right guard, center, left guard, and the two guys at left tackle. And you saw when Fondal and Lewandowski, you know, flipped at halftime, you basically couldn't even notice it. You know, it was – which that's a good thing because when you notice offensive linemen, that's usually a bad thing because when you notice offensive linemen, it usually means that they just got run right by – and, and somebody, you know, you get to either tackle for a loss or a sack. How good could the competition be at quarterback if you carry this into the fall? I mean, these guys have the whole offseason now. That... I think that, you know, I think that, you know, because Jake and Montel, Montel, Jake, however you want to list it right now, you know, bring different things to the table. I think in the summertime, everyone's going to be basically doing everything, you know, because we're not, we're not allowed to coach them. So, like, when they go do seven on seven, every, every quarterback throws every pass. When, when they put in run game and play action, everyone does everything. So everyone kind of does everything. I think the coaches' staff right now, I think we have a pretty good idea how this is going to play out. I think, I, you know, we've had extensive talks at this stage, and I think we have a pretty good idea.